Blog Talk Radio. Now broadcast. My name is James Brandt, and I'm coming live to you from Clarkston, Michigan. I have a great show lined up today, uh, a topic that's uh, going to rock someone's world. And uh, we'll talk about that more in a moment. But first, I want to let you know that uh, a list of events here. <clears throat> we have a couple events on the calendar. Uh, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, June 30th, Saturday, June 30th, that meeting begins at 6 p.m. It's going to be at the Holiday Inn Express South. It's going to be an awesome time. Uh, You might want to get there early. Get in there, get praying, come with expectation. I'm believing God to do some mighty, mighty things in that meeting. So like I said, come with expectation in your heart because expectation is a breeding ground for miracles. So Grand Rapids, Michigan, Saturday, June 30th at 6 p.m. It's going to be awesome. And uh, let's take a look here. If you want more information, you can go to my website at Revival christian.org or jamesbrant.org also detroit michigan the hometown area i'm going to be there for a revival experience saturday july 14th that meeting begins at 7 p.m that's going to be at the concord inn in rochester hills michigan it's going to be an awesome time i really believe that god is uh, ordaining my steps and where he wants me to go. Just last weekend, we had an awesome, powerful time in the Los Angeles, California area. Uh, people were blessed. The the presence of God was so awesome and so strong there. So, And the gifts were flowing. And the same thing, these meetings coming up and more are going to be added soon. But uh, I am just expecting God to show up like never before. So if you want more information about locations, times, whatever, go to RevivalChristian.org or JamesBrant.org. Also, I want to let you know that uh, you can sign up for the um, ministry email list. Go to RevivalPodcast.org, and I'll be sending out uh, emails that have their teachings, schedule updates, Whatever prophetic words that the Holy Spirit gives me to share 
with my partners. So go to revivalpodcast.org to sign up for that email list. Also, um, every broadcast I do and sermons, most of my sermons that I do, I upload to the podcast site. Um, and you can subscribe to me either through revivalpodcast.org to receive them, or you can receive them through iTunes. So either way, um, if, if you're on iTunes, you can go to iTunes uh, Store, and you can put in there Revival Christian Center Podcast, Pastor James Prant, and I'll pop right up. And you can go ahead and subscribe, download for free, all you want. And I said this last time, I'm going to say it again. I give people at least a two-week challenge. I say listen to one of my messages every night or one a day for two weeks. Just That's it, two weeks. And I guarantee you the Holy Spirit will begin to stir you up on the inside for more. You will A hunger and a thirst for more of God will come into your life. You will be blessed. You will, maybe you'll learn things you never knew were in the Word of God. I stretch you. And uh, so that's the two-week challenge right there. So I want to encourage you, go to my site, revivalchristian.org and revivalpodcast.org. Start listening to the messages, and let's see what God is going to do in your life. Also, um, told you I was at in Los Angeles last weekend. We went through Hollywood, Beverly Hills, that region right there. The Lord is really putting a burden on my heart for that region. I'm looking for partners. I'm looking for individuals in that area, anywhere in the country, who want to connect with me to reach that area for the Lord Jesus Christ. If that's you, you have a burden for that area also, I want you to contact me. You can email me at james at jamesbrant.org um, or pastorjames at revivalchristian.org. But I'm looking for individuals who want to partner and team up with me in this ministry. I'm telling you, God is putting a strategy in my heart, and I need individuals to come in agreement and hook up with me to reach that area. We can take the land. Don't be like the ten negative spies. I want Joshua and Caleb's to rise up who say, you know what, we can take it. I said it last week. I'm going to say it again. The only reason that area is the way it is is because many Christians have turned their back and given up. And guess who's going to come in when we turn our backs and we give up and we do nothing about it? That's right. Satan and evil spirits, they're going to come in. And that they have. But I know in my heart we can make a change. you got to get to the point where you say, devil, this is not going to happen on my watch. So if that's you, I want you to contact me and let me know that you're going to stand with me. You want to connect. Maybe, maybe you want next time uh, we go out to California or whatever, if you're able and you want to come out, and join us for some events, evangelistic events out there, prayer walks, whatever. We want you to get involved with us. So I am excited to share this word with you today that the Lord has put upon my heart. Maybe your life right now seems to be an absolute mess. And you feel like you're in a pit that you cannot climb out of. I know I'm talking to someone out there. And I believe that what I'm going to share with you today is exactly what you need to hear. Today, I want to talk about the power of our words. Now, unfortunately... <clears throat> Satanists, spiritualists, those in witchcraft, they have taken hold of this truth, this spiritual truth, more than the body of Christ. But yet they have twisted it. They've twisted it. 
see, <clears throat> the power of our words, that topic, that, this is a spiritual law, a universal spiritual law, just like the law of gravity. It works for the saved. It works for the unsaved. It can be used for good. It can be used for evil. It's simply a spiritual law. Like faith. Faith is a spiritual law. Fear is faith contaminated. Job said that thing that I feared has come upon me. See, it works both ways, in the positive and the negative. And the words that you speak can either be used in the positive and it can be used in the negative. See, blessings were spoken over individuals. Like Isaac blessing Jacob is one example. By the way, parents... The words that you speak to your children will shape your child's future. You are the spiritual authority in their lives as their parent. You have authority, you have spiritual authority over them up until they reach the age of accountability. What is that age of accountability? Well, God knows when that takes place, but while they are children, you are their spiritual authority. So keep that in mind and use wisdom when you speak to and over your children's life. I deal with a lot of individuals who have had parents that constantly told them that they were stupid. They weren't going to amount to anything in life. Words can wound and words can heal. Look at Proverbs 12:18. Says it right there. Proverbs actually speaks a lot about the power of our words. Oh, and by the way, I want this show to be interactive. If you want to join the discussion, if you want to sh share your mind or or add to this conversation, I want you to pick up the phone and call me at 760 8250957 But <clears throat> this topic has been so strong on my heart to share. So I'm telling you, take it to heart. A lot of people say, well, <clears throat> that power of your word stuff, that's word of faith. That's word of faith teachings. No, listen to me, it's Bible teaching. Are you hearing me? I can't stand when people say that. It's Bible, people. And the reason your life is in such a mess is because of that very attitude right there. You won't believe anything the Bible says. You need to believe and put into practice what the Word of God says. So these individuals that I minister deliverance to and, and emotional healing to, a lot of them, their parents have told them they're stupid, they're nobody, they're, you're not going to be anything, you're, you know, and a lot of other bad things that they've said. And those words have hindered those, hindered those people all of their life. They've never dealt with it. Why? Because the parent has loosed the power of Satan in their child's life as their spiritual authority. See, when you're the spiritual authority of your child, you are the fence. You are the gateway, basically, around your child. So if you speak words of, of negativity like that to your child, you are opening that gate for Satan and evil spirits to come and attack and have influence in your child's life. Oh, I don't believe that, Pastor James. Oh, it's true. It's the Word of God. Whether See, I, I get a kick out of people who basically think that their unbelief avoids truth, like it's not even there, like, it, like that truth just vanishes, and it has no effect on them just because of their unbelief. No, 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 no. The devil's going to take advantage of that unbelief. He's going to take advantage of that ignorance in your life, that lack of knowledge, and unwillingness to get knowledge. See, here's the thing. The Bible has been here the whole time. It, you, know, you know, it's that book that's sitting on your shelf that's 
Building Dust, that book right there. Pick it up, start reading it, start meditating upon the Word of God. Let the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let the Holy Spirit teach you. Let the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you into all truth. The negative attitude has to go. It has to go, or else you're going to be miserable your whole life. So those words, those negative words that are spoken over children, that are spoken over individuals, do you know those are called word curses? I remember Kenneth Hagin telling a story one time uh, about a pastor friend of his who was having some heart problems. And his wife treated him very poorly and would constantly say to him, you're going to die. You're, going, you're not going to make it. And she just was totally negative. And Kenneth Hagen, Hagen said the Holy Spirit quickened him one day to, to talk to that wife. And Kenneth Hagin said to her, if you don't stop speaking to your husband like that, he will be dead in two years. The Holy Spirit quickened that word. He was warning. The Holy Spirit was warning that lady. Well, guess what? She didn't heed that wisdom. She didn't heed the word from the Holy Ghost. She didn't stop. She kept speaking those word curses over her husband. And sure enough, he was dead within two years. You see, Proverbs 18.21 says this. It says, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That word power, literally authority, in the authority, power, authority of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I'm telling you right now, we need the wisdom of God. We need to get wisdom from the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you right now, if you're listening to this message, I believe this is a divine appointment. Because there are many things taking place in your life. It's simply a fruit of the words that you have been speaking over your life. Maybe you've been word cursing yourself. Oh, I'm never gonna I'm never gonna amount to anything. I'm never gonna do anything for God. All you are doing, are you ready for this? The, Satan, evil spirits, they are whispering those words to you. Do you know why the enemy tempts you to speak negative? Because you're giving him place. The Bible says don't give place to the devil. So the enemy whispers these things. He fills, tries to fill your thought life with negativity, with these words, with these thoughts. And this is the one reason why he fills your mind with it. Are you ready for this? So you will allow it to come out of your mouth, and once it comes out of your mouth, you give access to Satan and evil spirits in your life. Bingo! That's why they do it. It's one thing for it to come in as a thought. Then the Bible says, cast down imaginations. Cast down every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So once a thought from the enemy comes in like that, a negative thought, we are told to cast it down. Cast it down. Come on. Stand your ground. Cast it down. Meditate on what the word of God says about you. And let it come out of your mouth, what the word of God says. That is the reason why the enemy puts fiery darts, those thoughts, into your mind. Here's the deal. So the enemy puts a thought in your mind, a negative thought. He doesn't, he's not just good with that. The whole idea behind him putting that thought in your mind is for you to, to let the second step come out. Let it come out of your mouth. Once that word is released and spoken here on earth, you have now given place or access. You've opened the gate to the enemy to come into your life. Then once you keep speaking that, when you keep speaking that, guess what's going to follow? Actions that line up with that negative word and with that negative thought. Now, 
Your words create a blueprint for your life. Your spoken words create a map, if you will, for your life. Oh, the Holy Ghost is moving this morning on the broadcast. I'm telling you right now. This is the word of the living God. This is not just James's take on it. This is the word of God. You need to change what you're speaking. Did you know that the word confession, do you know what the word confession means or to confess? It means to agree with. It means to say the same thing as. So that's what Satan and evil spirits want you to do. They want you to agree with that negative thought that they're putting in your mind, to agree with, and to say the same thing as. Because they know once your words come out, your words have creative power. Your words will then draw a map for your life, and you will walk down that negative path. My, 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 is it becoming any clearer to you of why the enemy is attacking you so hard? I'll be back after this. Clarkston, Michigan, sharing the word of God, pulling down strongholds, dispelling the lies of the enemy in your life. Today I'm talking about the power that's in our words, in that the power of our words is a, it's a spiritual law. A law can be used for good, a law can be, good, be used for evil. You, the power of your words can be used for good, and it can be used for evil. The Bible says so much about the topic of the tongue and the words that we speak. Look at Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three. It says, Whoso keepeth his mouth and his tongue keepeth his soul from troubles. Why is that? Because there's power in our words. You're, there, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the authority. Who are you going to allow to have authority in your life? God or Satan? Here's the thing. Are you ready for this? Maybe you never thought about this, but words are a spiritual force. Let me say that again. Words are a spiritual force. Now, what do I mean by that? Words are a spiritual force because they originate in your spirit man. You, the real you, you are a spirit. You possess a soul, mind, will, and emotions, and you live in a physical body. Words are a spiritual force. How do I know that? How can I prove that? Because when I've gone to a, a funeral or to a showing at, at a funeral home, uh, the, the dead body never talked to me. Why? Because their spirit man is out of their physical body, and they're, they're gone. Words originate in your spirit man. Therefore, they are a spiritual force. And there are two kingdoms, count them, two kingdoms on this earth in the spirit realm. The kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And your words will either loose the power of God in your life and the plan of God, or they will loose the 
power of Satan and the plan of Satan for your life. What one do you want in your life? It's your choice. Now, let's get back here for a moment to this teaching. So, words are a spiritual force. Words reveal, another, another verse is Matthew 12, 34 through 35. Let's take a look at that for a moment. Matthew 12, 34. Uh, let's start with 33. 33 through 35. It says, either make a tree good and its fruit good, or else make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For a tree is known by its fruit. Look what Jesus goes ahead and, and talks about here. It says, brood of vipers. He's talking to the Pharisees, uh, the religious people. How can you, being evil, speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, your spirit man, the mouth speaks. Words are a spiritual force. Verse 35. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth evil things. Well, actually, let's go on here. Look at this. But I say to you that for every idle word men may speak, or profitless word that they speak, they will give account of in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. I'm telling you, that's Jesus telling us how important words are in our life. He's saying that words reveal what is in the heart of an individual or in the spirit man of an individual. Words are a spiritual force. And that's why, listen to me, that is why people who are entangled in, in witchcraft, those who are in, in spiritualism, those who are in the occult, they know this law of the power of the words. But they use it for the negative. They speak curses and do spells, and it's all done by words. And those, ev those words, those evil words, they give access to Satan to operate in a person's life. Are you hearing me, somebody? It's, it's, it's like a counterfeit. It's a counterfeit to the real thing, the, real thing the, the positive side, the kingdom of God side. Listen to me. If Satan feels he needs a counterfeit, then the real thing must be powerful. Are you hearing me, somebody? That's why I said many in the body of Christ, we're allowing Satan and evil spirits and, and those who are wrapped up in the occult and witchcraft, they, they know this more than the body of Christ. Because the body of Christ is stuck sucking on the bottle. They're still on the milk. They need to start eating the meat of the word and learning about these spiritual laws that you can put into motion through the kingdom of God in your life, in your family's life, in your children's life. Are you hearing me, somebody? So many Christians are afraid of, of the supernatural or, or learning about and operating in the supernatural because of all the counterfeits that Satan has. Well, there's a reason Satan has counterfeits for it. Because the real thing is powerful. Body of Christ, come on. We need to wake up and flow with the Spirit of God. Feed on the Word of God. Put the Word of God into action. Let the Word of God come out of your mouth. Are, are you hearing me? I am tired of seeing the enemy taking all of these things that God intended to be used for good for his people. Look at Joshua 1 verse 8. It says, this book of the law, talking about the Word of God, the Bible, let's call it. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. Oh, that's interesting. Guys, this is even Old Testament here. God's showing us the spiritual law of the power of our words. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, 
say then, come on, you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. <laughs> how, how much clearer can God get on this? This is God speaking to Joshua. He said these words, the words that I'm giving you, the words in my word, come on. They shall not depart from your mouth, but meditate. Did you know the word meditate means to think upon or to mutter? That means to allow those words. Don't just think at them. Take the next step and let them come out of your mouth. Why? It says, because then, it says that you may observe to do according to, that, that you may do, all that is written in it. So God is giving us another eye view here of what's going on and why we need to meditate, why we need to speak the word of God. Because there is a connection, like I said, your spoken words draw a map for your life. Are you hearing me? He says meditate on it, think upon it, but don't just think, meditate. Let it come out of your mouth, verbally speak the word of God out of your mouth, that you will do. So there's a connection between meditating, speaking the word, that will cause you to do it. Are you following me? So this is huge, and it comes back to the thought life here. You need to get control of your thought life. The enemy loves and has a field day over the believer that is not controlling their thought life. You need some spiritual Drano in your thought life? Get in the Word of God. Are you hearing me? So, so Jesus said words reveal what is in a person's heart. Whatever is abundant in a person's heart, in the heart of an individual, it will spill out of their mouth. He said the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks, or the mouth spills. Are you hearing me? So you can tell if someone's full of faith or unbelief by the words that come out of their mouth. So, so again, if our words are a spiritual force, that means that we are either losing the power of God or the power of the enemy in our life or in the lives of others, our children, family members, whatever. Remember this. Don't ever forget this. Our words are containers. They contain the power of God or the power of Satan. Your words, my words, they are containers. And that is why, listen to me, the enemy knows the word of God better than, than, better than we do. He's been around for a while, Okay. Why do you think the devil tries so hard to get you to speak negative words? Because he knows the power of the authority that's released when you speak them. I don't know about you, but the devil has never tempted me, never put a thought in my mind, never tempted me to bless someone. He never tempted me to speak a positive confession about myself. Are you hearing me? The words that you speak today will determine your tomorrow. Look at me. Uh, look with me here. Luke chapter 1. Look at Luke chapter 1. Zacharias and Elizabeth, um, they were very old. This is an account, account about them and the birth of John the Baptist. Elizabeth was, was, of course, barren because of the fact that she was very old. But verse 13 reveals that even beyond that fact, they were praying for a child. I love that. Listen to me. If there's something in your heart, if God has something for you, he's going to put it in your heart. He's going to put a desire in there, no matter what the circumstances are. And the only thing you need to do is believe it and speak it. Are you hearing me? But Elizabeth was old, and she was barren, could not bear children, but they were praying for a child. They had that desire. And an angel appears to them and says that their prayers have been heard. And that they're going to have a child, and they're going to name that child John. Hence, John the Baptist. 
Look at uh, Luke 1, verse 18. Look at this. And Zechariah said to the angel, how shall, th- how shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. Oh, man. Come on, Zacharias, you've been praying for this child, and now an angel shows up to you and says you're going to have one. Now he's speaking words of unbelief and doubt. He's, he's being what the Bible calls double-minded. So even though they were praying for a child, Zacharias now confesses, speaks the limitation in the natural. My wife and I are both old. How is this going to happen? Zacharias, like I said, was was being what the Bible calls unbelieving or double-minded, going back and forth, believing then not believing. Believing, that's double-mindedness. The the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, Jesus said. Now keep this in mind. This was John the Baptist who was to be born. His purpose was to prepare the way for Jesus, the Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. So this birth of this child was pretty important, wouldn't you agree? So will Zacharias hinder that from coming to pass by his negative confession? Look at this. Look at what the angel says. I'm talking about the power of our words, the importance of our words. Verse 19, Luke 1. And the angel answered and said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God and was sent to speak to you and bring you these glad tidings. Look at verse 20. But behold, you will be mute and not able to speak until the day these things take place, because you did not believe my words, which will be fulfilled in their own time. So now, God intervened. Let me, uh, let me say this. If words were not important, why did God mute Zacharias from speaking anymore after that negative confession. God had to intervene. Or I believe Zacharias' unbelief would have messed up the whole thing. If words were not important, why did God silence him until John was born? The fact is this. Our words are a spiritual force, and they will either loose the power of God or the power of Satan. I am speaking the truth of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Some of you, you, some of you might be dealing with sickness, disease in your body, and you've been given place to it by the negative words that you have been speaking. I want you to ask the Lord. Say, Lord, reveal to me things in my life that are taking place because of my negative confession. Because of my wrong thinking. I dare you to do that, and I'll be back after this. talking about the power of our words, but I see that I have some callers here, and uh, I'm going to take a caller here who's been holding for quite a while. Hi there. Welcome to Revival Now. Hello? Hello? Hi there. Hey there. Are you talking to me? 
I'm talking to you. You are live oh, on Revival cool. Del Rey. <laughs> oh, this is so cool. Who is okay. this? Um, this is Christiana. Hey, how are you? Good, how are you? Doing great. How can I uh, help you? What's going on? Um, Marianne's my cousin. Yes, yes, uh-huh. Yeah, you know I am. Okay, cool. Oh, um, yeah, you bet. Um, okay, cool. Um, um, I just want you to, like, pray for me. Um, because ever since I've had people pray for me the other day, I'm, like, feeling a lot better than I was feeling. So, oh, praise, but I'm praise going, God. Yeah, praise God, definitely. And I'm going to, um, my mom's house in a couple hours. She lives a couple hours away from me. And I'm uh-huh. going up there, and I'm going to see my son every, and everything. So I'm really happy. Well, that's awesome. Well, yeah, let me uh, let me pray for you. I hope you have a great time with your family. So I'm going to have everyone on here come into agreement. So you have a blessed time. We're going to pray for you right now, okay? Okay, thank you. Okay, uh-huh. Oh, Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, I lift up Christiana to you. And I pray right now that every stronghold, every bondage in her life, Right now, I command everything, everything that the enemy's doing in her life. I come against you, Satan. I've come against every evil and unclean spirit operating in her life. And I cancel your assignment, and I bind you in the name of Jesus. And I command you to loose her, let her go in Jesus' name, and that she will walk in her purpose, in her God-given purpose, in the name of Jesus. I come against every word curse that's ever spoken, been spoken over her, even as a young child. Anybody, any curses, anything that's been spoken against her, we break them. We renounce them in the name of Jesus Christ. I command every chain to fall off right now. Every chain that the enemy has around her in Jesus' name. And I loose your healing anointing from the top of her head to the bottom of her feet right now that every part of her body would line up with the word of God, be healed, be made whole, would function properly. And Lord, I pray that you would begin to restore everything that the enemy has done. I pray you would restore your purpose in her life. And the Lord God, that, that you would unite her with those family members, Lord, that you would bring healing and peace in those relationships in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. People, I'm telling you, I know, I know that I am hitting a bullseye in the spirit today talking about the power of our words. How much more clearer can the Word of God get? I want to show you something here. Um, in First Peter chapter three, verses uh, ten through twelve in the Living Bible, listen to this. It says, "If you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue and guard your lips from telling lies." Turn away from evil and do good. Try to live in peace, even if you must run after it to catch it and hold it. For the Lord is watching his children, listening to their prayers. But the Lord's face is hard against those who do evil. But look at that first part. If you want a happy, good life, keep control of your tongue. See, the Word of God calls our tongue like a rudder. Our tongue is like a rudder. It will direct our lives. It will turn us in one direction. It will either toward, turn you toward the enemy or turn you toward God's plan. Your tongue, my tongue, it's like a rudder. This is such an important message. I'm telling you, if you will get a revelation, if you will take hold of it, it will change your life. It will change the circumstances. It will even change the atmosphere around you. So the word of God, don't just think about it. Let scripture, let the promises of God come out of your mouth. Allow that rudder to turn you toward God's plan. You must, we must control our tongue. I want you to go to Psalm chapter 67. I want to show you something here. Psalm chapter 67, verses 5 through 7. 
This is a powerful truth here. Praise, praise is made up of what? Words, words to God. All right? So look at what Psalm 67, verses 5 through 7 say. It says this, Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Then, say then. Mm. There's a lot of if and then statements in the Bible. When you see then, then it shows the benefit after it was just spoken. So then the earth shall yield her, her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. So when you let words of praise be released to God, it says that it will bring increase. It will yield increase on this earth, and God will bless you. Who wants blessing today? We all do. Let words of praise and adoration, even words of thankfulness come out of your mouth toward God, even if you don't feel like it. See, faith has nothing to do with feelings. Faith has absolutely nothing to do with your feelings, totally separate. So when you praise God, you're, you're releasing an atmosphere. You're, you're changing the atmosphere where you are. Are you feeling a heaviness? Are you feeling down? Are you feeling depressed? Start praising God. Paul and Silas were in a prison. And it says at midnight they began to sing praises unto God. Now, if anyone had an excuse to be mad and angry and depressed, it would have been them, right? They got thrown in jail for casting a demon of divination out of a woman who could bring no more money or gain to her masters. So they got thrown in prison, prison for doing the work of the gospel. But it says at midnight, they, be, they began to sing praises. And what happened? It released the atmosphere of heaven. And an angel came and released them from the chains. Guys, listen to me. This is one thing you've got to understand. These accounts in the Word, this is not a fairy tale. These are accounts that actually happened. And God is no respecter of persons, but he is a respecter of faith. And the same things that you read about in the Word of God can happen to you. Are you hearing me? He's the same God who did it back then. He's the same God that we're praising and worshiping today and serving today. So it released an atmosphere of heaven, and their praise to God released the miracle-working power of God. Don't tell me that words are not important. So if you can't seem to have a breakthrough in your, in your life, how much are you praising God, even in the storms that you're going through right now? Think about it. Go to Psalm 103. I want to show you something here. Psalm 103, verse 20. What else do words do in our life? Psalm 103, verse 20. Angels are dispatched on our behalf by speaking the word of God. I'm going to prove it to you from Psalm 103, verse 20. Look at this. It says, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. Now, you could casually read over that verse and just be like, oh, wow, okay, well, you know, God speaks and the angels are released. No, it says that we give voice, they hearken unto the voice of God's word, voice of God's word. Who gives voice to God's word on this earth? We do. We do as believers. So if you, you're going through a situation, speak the word of God. Plant the seed of, the God, of God's word in that situation, and I guarantee you angels will be dispatched and released on your behalf to help you into that, in that situation. I'm telling you right now, that's what the word of God says. They hearken unto the voice. 
of his word. I'm, I want to encourage everyone listening, give voice to the word of God, starting now. See, these are truths that Satan does not want you to learn. These are truths from the word that he would rather you stay ignorant and not knowing them. See, listen to this. Me and Marianne, were, we were in the, uh, the shuttle bus going to um, Metro Airport the other day before flying out to Los Angeles. And on the shuttle bus, me and Marianne were talking, and some people got on the bus and were like, hey, how are you, blah, blah, blah. And, and uh, you know, and, and the people said, hey, where are you guys going? And, and we're like, hey, we're going out to Los Angeles for some ministry stuff. And, and Marianne just, you know, said, uh, we're going to go turn Hollywood into Hollywood, you know. And uh, this lady, oh, my gosh, listen to this. This lady, they said they were believers. But when, this is what she said, when Marianne spoke that positive confession, that word, of course, God wants Hollywood. Amen. We need to take that ground for him. We know that's his will. This lady said this, this believer, mind you. She said, well, she goes, I know a man who hung on a cross over 2,000 years ago, and he still hasn't been able to do anything about it. Oh, my gosh. I, I just about jumped out of my seat because here's the deal. Are you ready for this? It's our job as the body of Christ to set the spiritual temperature and make the changes in areas and to advance the kingdom of God. Jesus is in heaven right now. He's not coming down to earth to preach the gospel. That's our job. So what an ignorant statement to make. What a faithless statement to make. I, I I mean that that just that just ticked me off right there and just motivated me anymore. You see, sometimes you gotta let when people's unbelief, people's negativity motivate me. Ah, don't 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 say that I can't accomplish it because when I do, I'm gonna give you a front row seat to watch me do it. Are you hearing me, somebody? But what an ignorant statement. That is someone, a believer, who doesn't obviously know what the Word of God says. Well, we're here to dispel the lies and lift up the truth of the Word of God. Again, I'm going to say it again, and I'll say it, man, as much as I can. The reason those areas are like that, are the way they are, is because it's our fault, the body of Christ. We are not doing what we are supposed to do. We are the ones to advance the kingdom of God. We are the body of Christ. Christ is the head. He's the one who directs our steps. He's the one who has the plan. He's the head. He's the brain. He, he is everything. But, listen to me, we, the Bible calls us his body. We are the hands, we are the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are his ambassadors. We are the ones to advance the kingdom of God. So today I'm talking about the power of our words. There's a reason why 1 Corinthians 14.1 says to desire, to prophesy. Prophecy means inspired utterance, inspired utterance from the, from the Holy Ghost. Because when you speak a word of prophecy, when you speak words that are birthed from the Holy Spirit, those words originated in heaven. The Father spoke it to the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit speaks it to us. And it's no good until we verbally speak or release that word on earth. 
What's the point of God giving you a prophetic word if you're not going to speak it? Are you hearing me? There's also power in praying in tongues, using your prayer language to those who are baptized in the Holy Spirit. You are speaking the perfect will of God. You are, by your own free will, giving access to the Holy Spirit to use you to pray the perfect will of God, to speak the perfect will of God. Friend, I'm telling you right now, there's a reason why Satan fights. The moving of the Holy Spirit. I put a, a status on Facebook and Twitter last night. Listen to me. You look at all the major divisions in the body of Christ, and there's one common thread. Are you ready for it? Is the ministry of the Holy Spirit and how it's viewed, and the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Or, as the Word says in the original, in 1 Corinthians 12, Things concerning the Spirit or the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. I, go ahead. Just look, look at the, all the different divisions in the body of Christ. And it will come down to that one fact is how the, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit is accepted or rejected. And who do you think is behind that motivation to mask the truths? Who do you think doesn't want a believer to flow in the power of the Holy Spirit? That's right. Satan and evil spirits. Do your own research. Don't take my word for it. Do your own research, and you will see it will come down to that one thing. Well, guess what? I'm on a mission to bring back the early church normal. But if there's anything I want you to take home from this message today and really think about is the power of of your words. It's a spiritual law. It can be used for, for good. It can be used for evil. Your words are a spiritual force. They originate in your spirit, man. There's two kingdoms in the spirit realm, the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. And your words either give access to one of those two kingdoms, either the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. The only reason... The purpose for Satan and evil spirits to throw fiery darts of, and thoughts into your mind of negativity and uh, unbelief and, and all this evil crap. Listen to me. Is because they want not only they want you to take the next step to speak it out of your mouth. Because when you speak it out of your mouth, you're opening up a gateway for them to attack your life. Saturday, June 30th, I'm going to be in Grand Rapids, Michigan. That meeting begins, that revival experience begins at 6 p.m. at the Holiday Inn Express South. I'm going to be in Detroit, the Detroit area for a revival experience uh, at the Concord Inn in Rochester Hills, Michigan. For more information, go to RevivalChristian.org, go to JamesBrandt.org, go to RevivalPodcast.org. I want to encourage you, uh, sign up. Sign up for my uh, ministry email list at revivalpodcast.org. I'm going to be shooting some stuff out there, teachings, words of prophecy, schedule updates. It's going to be awesome. I'm telling you right now, if you want to invite me to your area, your church, I would love to come and minister. Contact me. We have a job to do. You want to get involved with the Hollywood Project? It's Hollywood. Mission Hollywood, not impossible. Contact me. We are going to advance the kingdom of God like never before and pull down Satan's strongholds. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next Tuesday. See ya.